Let's do this. It's the Backroom Talk Show. Hey, thanks for listening again to the Backroom Talk Show. I'm pretty excited tonight to uh, talk to somebody that I, I've been pleased to meet online, but never actually spoken to on the phone or by way of podcast. But I've got Strike Boogie on the on the call with me on the show tonight. Strike, do you want me to just call you Strike? I probably should have started yeah, with that. Yeah, you can call me Strike. That's cool. <laughs> I'll call you whatever you want, man. Like, whatever you want. If your name is Jim, I'll call you Jim. If you want to go by Strike, you, you know, whatever. I Whatever you want me to call you is what I'll call you. Because I, I have, uh, I don't know if Strike's your actual name, but I, I don't go by my actual name on most of uh, the things that I do. So you, you just never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Strike it, Strike Boogie is my artist name. It's it's not my real name, but I didn't, that's what I go by. I didn't figure, <laughs> but then again, you never know, you know. I mean, I, I, I go by Bark on just about everything, which is, re, you know, relative to my name since my last name starts with those four letters, but... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's really hard to say your own name sometimes. Like when you're trying to, when you do want to do the whole third person thing. Like I don't, I don't want to be like, hey, so this is Jeremy. Uh, I'm here, and I'm Jeremy. It just doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite have a ring to it. So I'm like, I need something one syllable or one word, like Bono or Prince or Strike, and it just <laughs> works out. So. So, man, thank you for coming on this small uh, podcast of mine. I appreciate it. A little bit of quick backstory on how I've come to converse with Strike is, you know, by way of a little YouTube microphone channel that I do, and you commented on something, and, and it's one of those things. I, I'm I'm very much about the universe talking to me. I'm very much about, you know, everything happens for a little bit of a reason, whether it ends up being anything significant or not to me any kind of friendship even if it's a long distance you know online chat friendship is worth something to me so we started chatting seemed to click and hit it off just as far as you know a back and forth goes and and here you are <laughs> excellent yeah and it is uh it's very rare to just find people that you can i mean i find it as i get older it's it's actually harder to to meet people who are like-minded, even on like any kind of particular level where conversation continues and not just like abruptly ends and stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, conversation, yeah. Uh, it's, conversation is a lost art in a way. Yeah, it really is. Especially with technology, people don't have to talk to each other. A lot of people are more texting people, you know, you try to call and everyone's so awkward about calling, like calling is a lost art, even just to have a, like a voice conversation. Right. I'm not sure why and whatever, but I guess, uh, I, I yeah. will, I will add that I am very guilty of that. I go, you know, one of my co-hosts on one of the podcasts I do, he's real bad about just calling. I'll text, he'll call and I'll be like, damn it. What are, stop. Like I, it, no, I was like, I just needed a one word answer. Like I am pretty bad about not doing the phone call thing, but, <laughs> but I've replaced that with the podcast thing. So, but I, yeah, first one to touch off. I, I, I see that you released, I'm not sure if we want to call it a single, a song, but I saw you're coming out with your second album and that that's pretty exciting. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, yeah. So yesterday, is a is an old song. It's actually, um, I I originally recorded it 
um, 10 years ago and, and, uh, I decided to remaster it and bring it out again because as far as my music stands in terms of what I've decided to leave out in not vault <laughs> or revolt, um, that's one of the songs I've been most proud of and I'm, I'm close to connected to. So I decided to, to re-release it. So, um, as far as anyone knows now who's just getting to know me, that would seem like my second single, but I've, I've been doing music for a really long time, almost 20 years. So Man, it's a long um, time. How, are we close in age? How old are you strike? <laughs> 37. Whoa. Well, we're very close. I'm 38. Oh, well, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can technically say that I've been dabbling in music for 21 years, but I, yeah, not, uh, not very good. Or at least I don't know if I'm very good because I've never really took the time to, to put a whole lot together. I have a maybe two songs on SoundCloud just like everyone else in the world. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, but they were yeah. I was goofing off with both of them. So I I have no idea what my ability is, but I I do know what your ability is because I've listened to the missing key probably a solid twenty times, and that wow. that alone was kind of like okay I you know I've got I've got to have this guy on this podcast just cause I, I enjoy it. Like I'm, I'm very much a piano guy. Well, I'm, a, I'm a, an everything guy. Like I, I love rap. I love rock. I love piano. I get into the classic stuff. Sometimes there's a lot of things I like, but I'm still picky if that makes sense. Like I, you know, there's only a few artists from those genres like rap. I might have five guys that I really enjoy and can pop on any time of the day. Rock, maybe, 10 from each decade. Uh, I can't think of any other way to put it, but, and then piano stuff has always really hit, like struck a chord with me. And so as soon as I pop that on, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. So it was like a really pleasant surprise to me because that's, that's one of my favorite things to listen to is any, any kind of art form with a, with piano in it just makes me happy. It's kind of like one of those, pop makes a lot of people happy like Pharrell's happy that kind of stuff that doesn't really yeah. make me happy like I <laughs> I piano makes me happy like something just mm-hmm. classical makes me happy especially with a new spin on it which you've done well thank you thank you um yeah that, that the missing key album for me was uh was a long time in the making in terms of like the idea that the missing key, uh, a p- classic piano album was going to be an album that I would release. That has always been the forefront of my mind. If there was any album that I was going to create, um, that I had in my mind for many, 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 many years, that would, it would have been that one. And, um, it, it actually took a few years to compile the songs for that, that project because um, I'm one of those people that I guess you can call me an impressionist when it comes to piano. Um, I make songs based on an overwhelming feeling that like when someone uh, speaks a certain language and that language is very fluent to them, piano to me is a language in which I can express the full scale of my emotions in. So if I feel like there's no other art and you know, I, I do so many different things in the, uh, the arts and entertainment, but like when it comes to being able to express myself, p- 
pianos that thing and I find this overwhelming feeling that comes over me and I just, I gravitate to the keys to do that, to, to let that out. So a lot of that album and why I feel like it's so special. And for me, it's a therapeutic album. I only made the music when I felt an overwhelming set of emotions that I need to let out. And I use the, the keys to do that. So, um, missing key was the first song or the missing, uh, the key of life reprise was the first song that I had ever created. Um, and I did that about maybe five years ago. No, six years ago. I actually did it six years ago. And then, uh, slowly but surely built the rest of the songs. Uh, the last song being reproach and reprimand was the lot, very last song that I put together. Um, and the, yeah, ever since I put that, that, that album out, I only listen to it when I feel like I'm, uh, uh, at a loss, um, and, and not able to, um, properly compartmentalize myself. So I listen to that album to either go to sleep or to kind of like unscramble. So I haven't listened to the album in a long time, but, uh, yeah, the last time I listened to it was to either put myself to sleep or, or to kind of just, you know, reset. I'm I'm also very big on sleep art, sort of. I this this is so totally unrelated, but I was just talking to my wife yesterday. Like I probably watched Happy Gilmore for a solid four years every night to go to sleep. I don't wow. know, I don't know why, but that that worked. And then there was a a Perfect Circle album that put me to sleep really well. Wow. Uh, Belle Yeah, yes, it was. Yep, <laughs> I, I listened to that to go to sleep probably for a solid year. And so, so I totally relate to, you know, that kind of art that gives you that wind down period. And I, I listened to reprise, I believe that you said that was the first track, right? Yeah. Missing key of life reprise. Yeah. Yes. I listened to that track probably 10 to 12 times before I even moved on because it was just one of those things. Like I, this is one of those things I can put on repeat much like I did some of those other items as freaking odd as, you know, happy Gilmore sounds, but you know, I is what it is, but I, that's yeah. one of those things I, I could listen to over and over and I can relate to you with the, the piano being the, I don't know the way you're feeling that day or the emotion. Cause there's, there's so many songs that involve piano that I can listen to when I'm angry because there's yeah. a way of striking those keys, even in a song that's not heavy, that, that gives you that release. And then there's exactly there's a way of just the smoothness of working down the keys softly that, you know, when you're just kind of feeling somber, there's just, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of elements to piano or keyboards in general. So I, I think that's part of why that resonated with me. And if I'm taking a guess just because of your, you know, your, your multiverse of, of art that you do, I'm guessing that the next album is going to be completely different. It is actually, um, to give you some insight on that. Um, a lot of people like the song yesterday, which is a neo soul hip hop, uh, song, uh, single. And, uh, originally it was part of a mixtape project that I vaulted, uh, a long time ago that I, uh, I never speak of or, <laughs> or listen to, but, um, 
but I decided that uh, because of the way that that song resonates with people that I would continue on the journey of that song by making an EP called Not Today, which is a hip-hop 90s ode. Um, so I continue on the, the path of yesterday and transition out of it um, into another project that I don't have a title of, the, um, uh, I guess, an album title for it as yet. It doesn't even have a working title at the moment. So, But, but uh, you, already, really you already know it's going in another direction. It is slowly transitioning out of that direction, yes. So, yeah. like, eventually we're going to get that 2025 release where the Strike Boogie album is metal. <laughs> you're you're touching on something, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, gonna it's, yeah gonna gonna progress to a place we didn't expect, and then come crashing back down to like '40s jazz or, or who knows. It, but, but that's what's <laughs> interesting. I mean, I you know I'm so many artists just rehash the same thing and release, and, and you know there are some that pull it off, and it's excellent. You know, there, I sometimes I want what I expect, like. Tool released a new album. I'm a major Tool fan, and they mm-hmm. released a new album, and it's it's what I expected, and I was very happy with it. I didn't want them to go in some crazy new direction, but yeah, sometimes you but, want that new direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, I'm influenced by. Well, okay. Well, to to I guess clarify how to ex what to to expect the unexpected. My the idea of behind the albums and the singles that I'm releasing, uh, Missing Key being the first solo original album that I have in the collection of the Moodist discography that I've called called it, is to basically tell the semi-chronological order of how I was brought into music. So the first album, it represents the first impact of music for me which was piano so that's why by by genuine um i guess play of order that would be how i would have started my discography is to start it with a classic jazz album uh jazz piano album and then uh definitely hip-hop was the next big big thing for me so it was only natural that i would put a single or another project in, but I figured yesterday was the best song to put as, um, a lead up or like a transmit, uh, sorry, intermission track, uh, for the discography. I'm, so this is why I'm doing the, the EP not today as an actual ode to that. Uh, um, and my, I guess my vibe of hip hop and kind of taking you on a journey through the timeline of my experience in music, uh, so I guess that, that that explains it in that sense. So yes, to expect to to understand where I how I know music, you're going to go through a journey with me in terms of what I know in music. That's that's a really interesting idea too, and and it makes me wish that I knew exactly what you grew up on. So so I would just have an inkling <laughs> to know what you know what what's coming. But then again, I'm glad I don't because it, it's intriguing. So is there any particular artists that you or maybe a couple different artists that you kind of attribute to some of the influence on the missing key or is are there any 90s hip-hop artists that you feel are kind of influential in, in the next album huh okay so um 
the missing key, I would definitely say some of the um, impacting sounds from that would be um, Beethoven. Uh, I would also say that uh, I would also say that maybe um, so interludes from albums, from R&B albums. So like stuff from like Brian McKnight albums and um, Vanessa Williams and uh, just, yeah, boys to men even. Um, but the, I, I guess the thing that really got, got to me was, uh, the, um, oh darn, what's the title of that song? Um, it's from the Smashing Pumpkins album actually. And it's, uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. So I was getting ready to and say probably that album. Really, yeah. Tonight, that, tonight, maybe. That album and yeah. Was oh, it? tonight, tonight is really good. Yeah, really, really good. Like, like, just I don't even know if anyone could argue that that song was not a good song because like it was really, really well done. And I feel like Mel calling the Infinite Sadness was just a perfect like intro into Tonight Tonight. Um, I think that that's what's really what really got me. Yeah. In terms of like oh, this piano song is just beautiful. And I debated even with uh, The Missing Key whether I wanted to add more instrumentation to it. But uh, all I can say is that The Missing Key is not the end of The Missing Key. There's there's more to be had uh, later down the line. But Well, not to, yeah. not, not to use cheesy puns, but that, that's definitely music to my ears. And it's 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 funny that you it's funny that we somehow even talked about Smashing Pumpkins because, like I I shit you not, one that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Two, my sister in law, um, that that's one of her favorite albums of all time. So we actually just a handful of weeks ago purchased a Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness T shirt for her. So it was wow, yeah. So you know, cool little coincidence there. But yeah, that's. And and that's what I get into too is, you know, bands like that that put out that that song that grasps you with piano. That's what the missing key took me back to, because that was a whole album, for me of things that I have picked out over the years that I loved. Like I I, I told you this on one of our conversations. Like I made a playlist just called Piano Rock because it's it's just things that I grew up with. That, that I picked out and loved and, and I probably should have put tonight tonight on there, but you know, there's the killers uh, released a song a long time ago. Not that long, I guess, but it was a, uh, it was Sam's town at live at Abbey road. And it was, it's just one of the most beautiful piano songs I've ever heard in my life. And I was really big on that. And then, I, you know, I kind of get burnt out on everything just when stuff becomes 10 years old or something. There's only so much you can listen to it without taking a break for a while. And then I talk to you, and that album comes into play, and it's like, oh, thank God. I, I have something. <laughs> like, I have something else. And, it, and it's what's even better about it is I have something else from someone I've spoke to, which just makes it a little different for me. Like, you know, if I'm playing that in the car, which I haven't, I haven't had anybody in my car. My car's a mess. But if I have someone in my car and I put that on, like, who is this? Oh, this is Strike Boogie. Like, he, we had a little conversation based off this, and it led here, and he's a good dude, and this is his album. You should check it out. Like, it's it's so much more uh, p- 
passionate, I guess, to be able to talk about it with someone with, with a little more of a backstory. I can't be like, you know, check out this song from the killers, you know, me and them go way back. And we, that that's not true. Like I have, <laughs> I have no story to, to go with that song. I but was. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm not a huge fan of the band, but I mean, there's, you know, that song, but, but yeah, do you, do you, uh, focus primarily on the music? Do you focus, you know, more on the art? Like what, out of all of uh, the litany of things that you're doing right now, do you have a favorite or, or is it all just kind of viewed one way with you? Is it all part of a big, just a bigger picture or do you look at them separate? Uh, Sometimes I look at them separately when I, when I was uh, taking up uh, a lot of the different arts and mastering them and, and going through them. They were separate, but the intention was for them to be all one and the same, which is why I talk a lot about creative alchemy and, and, and the concept of what that is, is essentially that they are all one of the same and that they all could be executed all as one of the same if you understand how they all work and how they, they create a bigger engine. I guess you could say that, you know, all the Zords and Power Rangers create the Mega Dragon Zord or whatever. And, and that's, you know, creative alchemy to me is the, the, the Mega Dragon Zord and that they all could be something a lot greater than what has been ever seen in, in the arts and entertainment. And, that's why I've been working toward for a really, really long time. Um, and then to answer your question on how that, in, how that was influenced, like what gave me that, that, that initial, I guess, boost was oh, while I had been exposed to so much music as a child, I grew up, you know, my mother was listening to, um, uh, old reggae music, like, uh, Sanchez love sound like music and, and uh, old R&B, like 70s, 80s R&B. Um, and then I would go to my grandparents' place and they're playing Calypso, soca music. And that in itself is a whole thing from my family because my, my family's musically inclined generally. And so we would listen to that. And, and then uh, my brother would infuse me with, with hip-hop music till I became a walking archive of hip-hop. And I, on my own terms, was listening to r&b in the 90s and hip-hop and then as i got into high school i got into rock and and uh jungle um drum and bass but the main influence that got me into everything was prince and michael jackson prince being the one person that um i learned could do play every instrument known to man and for me that was a big thing because I was doing all this creative stuff and I didn't really have a direction. I just knew that I, I loved doing everything and I was just seamlessly going in and out of things. And I was like, you know what? You know, when people were telling me I had to pick a focus, I was like, well, why do I have to? You know, and then I had Prince as a reference for that. And I'm like, well, if he can play every instrument known to man, I'm sure that he made the time to be able to learn all this stuff. So I, I made it a thing as a, a child to just keep doing what I loved in, in the arts and entertainment and then just pick up more things that I needed to make a bigger picture. I didn't know necessarily what the bigger picture was, but yeah, um, you don't have time to. went on it. Yeah. I just wanted to be able to do everything. Yeah. And it, it can, it can just become whatever, 
wherever it leads. I mean, it's exactly don't always have to have a, a grand plan as long, you know, if you're doing the things you love and, and they involve just different aspects of art, so be it, whatever it becomes. Yes. Yeah. So I, that's, you know, on a, on a different spectrum. I mean, that's, that's how I've looked at the podcasting and the microphone videos and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it unless I enjoy it. So, you know, when a, a friend of mine at another podcast was like, are you trying to create like a YouTube empire or a podcast empire? I'm like, I, I'm not really trying to do anything, really. I just, I like microphones, so I'm, I want to do something with that. I, I like, you know, talking and, and people being able to pull me up on the internet and listen if they want to about fantasy football, oddly enough, or, you know, this show, which is more variety, or I just... Things I like, I'm going to find a way to express myself with them. And sadly, I have guitars hanging up in this studio, and that's the one thing I have no freaking clue on how to express myself with. Like, I can play them, but I, if somebody called me up on stage to join a band, like, oh, God, this this is going to suck. Like, the, yeah. you, you just ruined your musical careers. You have no idea. Like, I, I can play Green Day and, you know, tool and you know it's grunge or punk that's all you're getting and you're not getting any guitar solos because i just didn't take the time <laughs> to be like free with the the expression of it right Is yeah what you mean yeah, yeah 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 i can't exactly uh like you were talking about with the piano how you feel you you probably just sit in front of one and just let it go so to speak and something happens yes. With guitar, that kind of happens with me, but there's no rhyme or reason. Like, no one could record that shit and release it because they'd be like, what is this guy doing? What What is going on here? What? Why is he transitioning from, you know, this this genre to that? And what's, it just doesn't work. I'm just not. I never took the time to put into it and, and learn, sadly, because my family also is musically inclined. My father, my brother, even my oldest son, all musicians, all you know, fairly talented. My father was on the Billboard 200 at one time, and, you know, just for some reason, I never got that passion for an instrument. So then a few years ago, I find the passion for just putting the only instrument I know how to use, my massive pie hole, in front of a microphone. So different strokes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I feel, I feel like you still have the ability to do it. I think it's just maybe, you know, like myself, I, for a long time, the reason why I didn't release music for a long time is because I was so pressured by the comparison between the people that I did know that did music and my family, just like they're just brilliant, like brilliant, brilliant voices and I would always compare mine and I was going through puberty and then I lost my voice and then gained what I thought is was losing my higher register was me just gaining lower octaves. And then I would struggle to like, you know, I just struggled so much. And it was always because I compared the effortlessness of like the, the people in my family and how they could do music. And it was just like it put so much burden on me. And even when I thought it wasn't putting burden on me you know, certain songs I wanted to do, then, you know, I didn't know why I wouldn't do them or why I wouldn't release them and why I was bolting stuff. It was because I constantly um, thought that, you know, maybe my voice wasn't good enough and I just 
it just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like if you just expressed yourself without the thought process of who needs to hear it and whatever, I feel like you could create something and maybe that's what you need to do is just pick up the guitar and just play, but keep recording yourself playing and just pick out stuff and restructure it and make it something of its own thing and just don't do it for anyone but yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that's definitely where I was heading with it. I, I don't like, I refuse to do anything, you know, that, that I'm not into. And, and that, and that's where that, that's where the guitar thing kind of ended. Like I know enough to throw some sounders. Like I've created some intros for other podcasts and done, done things like that. But honestly, I just like, it's not, important enough to me i guess like i i love listening to the guitar but like when i play guitar i'm like i'm okay with only going this far on it because it's not a passion so then i mm. so then i got the microphone in front of me doing something like this totally different story like you know and that, it doesn't involve the same skill level to me because i'm not singing or anything like that but but i i love it so guitar is cool it's great but I personally am not willing to put in what it takes to to be great at it just because it doesn't interest me quite enough, I guess. It doesn't keep me yeah. captivated. Okay. I understand that. That's, that's cool. And, I mean, I, I'm glad that you still keep your guitars. At least that they're, they're there, you know, as a reminder of something that you, you know, have aspired to at one point or, you know, it's a, yes, you know, I still appreciate the art enough to just keep the, the tools Yeah, Yeah. and I use them. I just I use them to where I kept myself off ability wise, and that's kind of for whatever reason that's where I want to stop. Which yeah, sometimes doesn't make sense to me, but you know it it is what it is. I guess I you find a different passion and a different love, and like I'm I'm sure you know how to do more than music and art. And anything else related to the arts, like I'm sure you have other things you know you would be talented at if you put everything into it. But why would you put everything into, say, you know, uh, baseball? I don't know. Why would you put everything into that when it doesn't interest you the same way as the projects you're working on now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Some things take more of a backseat um, in terms of its priority sequence. Uh, yeah, definitely. I understand that. Definitely. And I would love to, Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, then we look into that back seat and there's just a litany of projects back there and you're just like, yeah, you know, there's, those are fun sometimes, (laughs) but you know, what's in the, what's, what's in the passenger seat with me is what counts. Yeah. It's so true. It really is. Like I'll create things just to, you know, be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a concept. And I know I can make that a reality. Or sometimes I make it a reality in my vault. <laughs> yeah. It just sits there. And it's good to know that, I, that I've done it and I have the capability of doing it. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not bringing that out. It yeah. doesn't need to come out. It you, you needs just, to be for me. You huh? let this new new uh, song off the upcoming album, you, you let it marinate in the vault until it was until you deemed it ready to come out. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So yeah. is, is there anything else going on that we haven't touched on that, that you would like to touch on? Like any other projects, any other, and it don't, it doesn't even have to be projects. Like 
I, I kind of like this podcast as a, as an open format. I mean, is there anything on your mind outside of the things we've already talked about that you just want anyone who might hear this show to know about you or to know that you're working on? Well, I am, uh, I'm working on, uh, a tribute album for Prince. Uh, that was one of the things that, uh, I've always had in mind for a really long time. Uh, I think that, uh, after, after letting, after letting some people hear the music for my, what should have been my, my second follow-up album from the missing key is now going to be technically the third or fourth album. Uh, that's still coming out this year at some point you will hear, but, um, I know that I let some people hear songs from that album, uh, well in advance. Um, and as soon as I started getting a bunch of reviews about, um, about my voice and, and because I never, I've never really like let people hear me sing in full, like actually sing and not just like in my mouth or like around the house and, and, you know, vaulted music that I've, I've recorded and put aside because I was like, I'm not bringing this out yet or it doesn't belong to a specific project. Right. And people were letting me know that, you know, you know, you really, you have this sound that, you know, you sound like Prince or Fr- uh, Frank Ocean or, or whatever. And I'm like, this is strange because I've never heard it from a, you know, from the blogs and stuff before. I've never put my music out there like that in terms of my, my singing voice. And, it's just interesting because the last person I expected it to, to be compared to was Prince, but then even down to just um, the dynamic of um, how I approached my art was like Prince and that influenced me. So maybe that was just to be a thing. Maybe, I don't know, but, but it, it was a sign to me that um, some of the stuff that I did vault that I was recording that were covers for Prince. I was like, you know what, maybe I should actually like, put out something not because of what people had perceived to be my singing voice, but because it was always something in the back of my mind that I wanted to do. And I felt like I could probably do justice. So I, I just, uh, I decided that I was going to finally, you know, put my foot down and say, you know, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to, if I'm going to do a cover of anything, um, in full like that, it will be a Prince album. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that I have in mind to do, um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of projects that I'm working on. But I, I don't know. I have a podcast that I'm finally going to put out. I've been uh, I had it simmering in my mind for a bit, but last year I tried to put the engines together for that, and I've been slow building. But this year, um, actually, as soon as maybe in um, May, sorry, March, <laughs> March of 2020. I should have my podcast out called the breakthrough experience, which uh, we'll talk about the inner workings and milestones of artists uh, that either got them to the point of being the artist that they are today, or the reason why they decide not to take up art at all, or, you know, just finding out the, the paths and, and the, you know, the gears of the, of the creative mind that get people where they are, you know, just I feel like that's so important for people to understand that, you know, we are all, we all are the same person in, in a different life. 
Yeah. You know, we live different lives. As, as a creative, yeah, I feel like we are way more connected. Yeah, I, you know, I agree 100%. So. And you're and that's that's exciting too cuz I'm I'm sure you've met, you know, plenty of people through music that that you've built a relationship with and just adding adding that podcast into the mix like heck I was looking through your website uh yesterday I believe and and I saw that you went on BS3 Sports Radio and I I know Ben from conversations you know podcasting and and Ben Sutter at the great guy so i'm looking through there i'm like oh hell like you know strike has done something with with ben and it's just it just kind of you know just like music you just it it weaves itself together and you just end up making these connections and it branches like a tree and it's just it's really neat and really fun and and i i i wish i had that music connection to go with the podcast connection but but again you know my music definitely not my first love to to produce or, or perform it listen to yes but but yeah i saw that and i was just like man this is really cool and now that you're doing a podcast it's like you you're probably going to meet more people like ben and and you know myself and and it's just uh it's a magical little landscape so i'm, I'm excited to hear that you're getting ready to put a podcast out as well because i already enjoy everything you do so that gives me as a fan one more thing that, that i can enjoy enjoy you know with your art Thank you. Thank you so much. And on a side note, you really do have a connection with, with music because the one thing that is in common with musicians is microphones. So really you have a lot of connect in that regard because, you know, you could even talk to musicians about the microphones they use because honestly, uh, that's such a, it's a characteristic. I guess people that is choose their microphones true. based on their voices. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, you definitely got a point there. I, and I think eventually it'll kind of spiral out, spiral out into, you know, more. But I don't know. I, I take it one day at a time. Like when you start pushing 40 and I've got kids and a wife and there's so many priorities and there's so much life, you know, that's in the way of other life aspects. It, it just it becomes a little difficult. Like I don't feel like I'm running out of time, but I'm like I found this thing I love and I'm, and I'm going to stick with it. But yeah, you could be right. I mean, it, it could just kind of build from here and I'm kind of excited to see what builds for me and excited to see what builds for you. Uh, just new album coming out, more art, podcast, and, and I, I become super fans of, of people I talk to and people that I connect with. So yeah, I, I'm going to be following everything you do, not in a creepy fashion by any means, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm eyes open, <laughs> eyes open and on strike. Thank you. Thank you so much. No. I, I really appreciate it, man. Like I, 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 I love that, that you, you dwelled a little bit more in uh, what I'm up to and stuff. Cause, um, one of the things I struggled with for, for many years was people, uh, getting people to really grasp the concept that I'm not a one trick pony and man, that struggle that sorry, not it's almost it wasn't really a struggle. It was just more of um, understanding that that people I might be an um, anomaly uh, in this lifetime where um, you know maybe people have never really seen a person like me doing so much in the creative realm, and and I kind of had to like slow build that. <laughs> you know, I couldn't just be that guy that says I do everything it's like in, right. the, in the 90s to be able to be able to say that is like 
well, what is anyone to do with that? Like, what can you do with all that? Like, you know, I just yeah. feel like people didn't know what to do with me when I was that already at such a young age. And so I just had to, I had to present myself as, you know, the guy who can draw, you know, that was the one thing that I did. I was like, okay, since people can only process that, let me let them process that. Let me, let me be that guy that everyone recognizes as the artist that the guy who can draw and then, um, and then go from there, you know, deviate from that point. And I feel like, I think I, I feel like I did the right thing with that, even though it, it, you know, I'm 37 now and you think that, you know, someone like me, you should have been, you know, recognized a long time ago for what I do. I feel like I needed that time to just, I feel like I need, I just needed the time. I, I, I really truly believe that the one thing that I did that was right, um, among many artists that I aspire, uh, I aspire to be, you know, in, in that bracket of, um, talent and, and skill, a lot of them never had a childhood. Like they, they blew up at a certain time that was, you know, didn't leave room for them to develop as people. Yeah, They I, were just the artist and I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to just, Oh yeah, I have all these skills. So I'm just going to blow up now. Like, you know, I, don't, I didn't want that. I was afraid of that. If yeah. anything, I feel bad really, for those people. And I, and I don't mean that as like, I, not all of them. I'm sure there are a lot of people that that happened to that blew up that are perfectly happy with their life. But overall, I just, I can't imagine that being, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just getting to live a normal life for a while and, and let your art develop slowly just seems like, you know, the, I don't know, it would be the better plan for me. So I, I, to hear you say it too is, is relatable because you know, there's, there's what, what is the reward for you? I mean, is the reward just more recognition or is it just like, for me, it's, for me, the reward of doing any of this is is literally one, you know, meeting like-minded people, and two, being able to help anyone, whether it's with a microphone thing or, you know, with the football stuff or. But but I mean, what is it? What is it for you? Like, what exactly do you want out of everything that you're doing? Is is all of that for you, or is it for everyone else in return for recognition? Like, what what kind of is your ultimate goal with it? My ultimate goal is to reach out to someone who may well, in fact, be uh, the eight-year-old me and the, the generation of, of artists that are not confined by one or two skills, but many. Someone who may be the, the anomaly of their own generation, people who... Um, have been told that they can only do one thing, that they go into high school and they have to focus on one particular art or craft because the system is not made for artists. Um, the, you go into the work field and, and, and business rules over art as much as art is everywhere to be seen and literally is the, the, the fighting force of everything we see visually. I feel like there is room in the evolutionary chain for artists of all sorts to find a way to learn not only what we know to a mastery, but to learn what other people do to a mastery and to be able to incorporate that 
as a mastery in itself and to be able to overcome and overwhelm what is the struggle of the artist. I feel like when people see uh, Professor Xavier in the, the school of, you know, you know, this for the school of mutants, right? Like that, that, that whole, the school of the gifted for right. mutants. Um, I would say that what I'm trying to do is like the professor Xavier school of the gifted, the multi-talented, the, the people who can finally be okay with the fact that they may have many talents and they don't have to just compromise. They just have to find a proper way of being able to uh, express that and develop those skills so that they are able to do more than just the average. Because I feel like right now, if we don't do that in the in the kind of climate that we have with technology involved, yes, people who take up a computer and just press buttons and they make a beat, for instance, calling themselves artists, which is that's a that's like an IT guy for art. Right. That's not I, really an artist. Agree. <laughs> like, you know. I, I agree 1000% on that. Yeah. And, and, and granted, there's been some cool things, you know, created in that sense, but that, that, that well is going to run dry really quick. There's, there's only so much of creating with your keyboard, you know, music with your keyboard. I, I just don't think it can go very far. Yeah. It, it can it can only go really far if the the man and the man behind the machine allows it to be, which is I feel like which is why you know there's music the way that it is now. But with everything, with photography, it's a dying art because everyone's got a cell phone and can take a picture of whatever. So now it's being clouded over by the actual artistry of photography. Right. And you know, there's so many things that are that are taking over because of technology. But what we need are people to um, embrace the multi-talents that they have within themselves and and make that the dominance. Be like, you know what? I am the prince of the arts in this regard because I can do all these things to a naturality that no technology can overcome. Yeah. And for me, I feel like there's no technology that could ever stop me, prevent me, or... Um, compromise the the amount of of naturality that I can bring to it. So, you know, with with technology or with just you know, a busted up computer, and you know, like yeah. I've done it all, man. I've 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 only now just finally gotten the means to really take the next step and really like make an indent with what it is I'm doing. But I was the guy struggling with barely anything. And I made that work. Right. I mean, you only know me for who I am now because of the fact that a lot of the things that you may have seen and and the skills that I may have that you that you may take in as like a wow factor or whatever, those are all done with a, a huge amount of blood, sweat, and tears. Right. Like I I I had nothing and I created that. And I feel like if I can do that with nothing, then give me you know, two steps forward and I will turn that into a whole entire stairway. I love it. That, that, that reminds me of, of a friend of mine named Tori Dre Smith, who's a, a hip hop artist, you know, local guy. 
And uh, he, I don't believe, I hate to put words in his mouth, but I don't believe he has a lot to his name. And he sent me a song that he had done, and I was just like, I, I liked it a lot, but I was blown away when he told me how he made it. And I was like, dude, I was like, you're, you know, being a microphone guy like this, you know, the vocals sound really good. Like, what mic are you using? He's like, man, he's like, that was that was the inline mic on my Samsung headbud, <laughs> earbuds that came with my phone. <laughs> I'm like, what? Me. Like, what? Like, who produced this? What did you, you know, me on a computer with audacity, you know, just, I'm like, holy crap, man. Like, if you want it, you know, you don't, you, yeah. Like you were saying, you don't have to have the greatest tools and, you know, I've, I've heard people using their hands on buckets making stuff that I could jam to all night. I mean, that's where that's where I fear things get lost. You know, I, I can't really feel a yeah. lot of passion through somebody's 808s on a computer. You know, I, I just can't feel yeah. it. So, yeah. so to hear you doing, you know, the missing key and, and to hear other, you know, artists, like there's so many local guys. I'm going to send you a video, actually, because you brought up the Prince thing, but got a really good friend named Ben Davis Jr. That, that does folk music and he did a cover of Purple Rain. It's like the most beautiful thing I've freaking heard. But uh but yeah, just being able to to actually see the passion and hear the passion, feel the passion in it. I, I'm I'm very much with you on on the whole computer keystroke music thing. I mean some of it's cool, but it just yeah, I. Th- this is why I was excited to talk to you because I, I, you know, I feel like I'm talking to a real artist, and that's that's not me kissing butt, man. Like I, like I promise, it, it has nothing to do with with anything other than the fact that like I enjoy talking to real people making real art. So, yeah, I, I appreciate you agreeing to do this with me and continuing to chat with me, you know, online. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Like asking me these questions are actually really cool. Things I wanted to know. Like, I, I mean, I, this, this is the smallest podcast I run, like no crap. You know, that this, this is the smallest one. I, I only do episodes when I feel like there's something interesting to talk about or something interesting to talk, you know, someone interesting to talk to. So I, I mean, but my whole goal with everything I'm doing is cross promotion on everything. Like I subtle mentions on the Mike channel, subtle mentions on this reaction channel I've started, subtle mentions on the football podcast. Like because I want people to hear these kind of conversations. So you know, it's this. This is this is what excites me because I, I love talking to real people, and and I'm glad I've met you, and and you're doing some real stuff. So I just appreciate that. Maybe maybe that is the age in us. I suppose. The way that we appreciate the things that we do. So always yeah, good man, to talk well, to a, an approaching 40 year old like myself. <laughs> scary stuff. Going, right? Yeah. Scary <laughs> stuff though. I don't know if you're, I, I did an episode uh, of this podcast about mortality and just how I think, you know, I think about it way more than I want to. And I'm just like, man, getting close to 40 just sucks. Like I just, I think about death far too often and it's, it's terrifying. And I'm like, man, I got, put out as many podcasts as I can and God, I hope strike boogie puts out the whole, you know, what, 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 what did you call it? What did you call the collaboration? The, uh, dang it. 
the moodiest discography. Exactly. I was like, man, I've <laughs> got to hear that whole thing before it's all over. And I'm, I'm such a dumbass. It's not close to over. We're still young, but it's just every year flies by a little quicker than the, than the last. Well, you're guaranteed to listen to to hear at least three albums, so you'll be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. At least I at least I get three at least. So you're assuming I'm living that long too. So I'm I'm happy about that. Maybe that's what I needed to hear. So amazing. Good times. Good times. Well, man, I don't want to keep you any longer. And I, being that I'm pushing forty, my bedtime's in three minutes. That's that's oh. it. Only thing I schedule in my life. As I make sure that I get my full seven and a half hours, of, that's not true. I just try <laughs> to get some sleep. So amazing. <laughs> well, don't go past your bedtime. I see that three three minute mark just ticking. Uh, tom- tomorrow night, every night, Friday nights are, are when I record the football podcast with with two of my you know close friends, and we always run till one or two in the morning. It never fails. It's the only night of the week that I have a few beers and. You know, let loose a little bit, which a little bit is a few, two to three beers. That's that's my max because, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to handle that stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm exaggerating a little. I'll be up late tomorrow night. But, but yeah, thanks for joining me. Again, don't want to keep you all night, even though I feel like we probably could go, you know, with conversations and topics for probably another two or three hours. Probably would be easy. So, probably best. Yeah, end, well, maybe end next time. Oh, yeah. I'm game anytime. Anytime. Especially, you know, once you, the excitement of that album comes and you're, when are you releasing it, by the way? Uh, I have not put a date toward the Not Today EP yet. Yeah. Um, I just know that uh, both uh, this Untitled album and the Not Today EP will definitely be out before summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That gives me something to look forward to besides warm weather. Yes, it's an exciting, it's an exciting set of projects. Oh, it's going to be really cool. If you need to find out, of course, you know, you can go to my website, strikeboogie.com. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know how to spell it, it's S-T-R-I-K-E-B-O-O-G-I-E.com. And that's where everything will be, like all the latest news and stuff will be on there. Um, and, of course, my social media Strike Boogie can be found anywhere, including PlayStation Network. If you guys ever want to play games, oh, that's really yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, really, really well put together too. Like you know the 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 photos. I mean, all the way down to the Instagram photos. Like everything's really well done. You can tell you put a lot of thought into everything that you do. You know the the website is very streamlined and and classy. It, it's just nice. You know it's. You're not logging on to someone's MySpace page. You know, this is this this is a real effort. This is a real real things going on. So it's exciting. So yeah, definitely check out Strike Boogie on the website, on social media. I mean, I've became a fan, you can too. It's that easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Bark. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you know. it too, man. I, I was game for a good conversation tonight and I got one. So thank you, man. Off to the old people uh, place we go, which is bad. Probably not you. I don't know what you're up to, but that's what I'm up to. I'm not even tired, but I've got to try to force myself to to get there. The uh, 6.30 in the morning, wake up and commute to my good old finance job. It, it comes it comes early, so i got to be ready. Yep. 
You work hard for your money. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I hope my employer's not listening, but sitting at a desk for nine hours slinging uh, loans and such, it, it, it's, it just, it's not hard work, sadly. sadly. Well, either way, I hope that uh, it doesn't stress you out and stuff and doesn't get you more tired and make you have to go to bed even earlier each day, each day and night that goes on. You know. No, no. Tomorrow night's party night, man. It, it's up till one o'clock. Two beers. It, it's let loose, go wild. So nothing will stand in the way. Not even, not even the banking job. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. I'm going to sign us off. I appreciate it, and I look forward to the next time we get to do it again. All right. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it again, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening.